Speedboat, speedboat! Chugga, chugga, whoa! Ship. That's a good intro. That was great. And it's uh, the classroom has taken form. We are now comfortably along again in our school year. We already said this a couple weeks ago, but it definitely feels like we're in the middle of the school year. Yeah, we're wearing hoodies. Look at us. That's how you know. It's getting colder. I've had this hoodie since 2003. Oh, because you got the OG comic book. It's the OG one. It's got some mysterious, like, food stains on it, and it does get washed. I don't know if that's a mystery. Um, But it lives in my office, and it does get washed at least once a year, but... I, don't, I only wear it during marching day. I've had you this have one a, since uh, Oh, that's so cute. Peace, love, and Concord Mellows. The Mellows are peace, love. They are peace and love. They're, they're good people. Love. They're, they're the United Nations. They're the problem <laughs> solvers. <laughs> they, are, they are, dude. They're the problem solvers and the peacekeepers. Right? God, God's gift to marching band. That's it. Yep. Okay, Steve. This week, classic. A phrase that we've come to know and love. A phrase that we use... Unfortunately, more often than not, when it comes to teaching. We've talked about this in previous episodes. We have. But we're going to take a deeper dive today, really about what we mean. Steve and I like to think, well, I think we think of ourselves this way. Classic? Like we're classic? No, we're classy. I don't know if I'm classy. I try to be, but I don't think I'm always classy. Okay, go ahead. We like to think of ourselves as pretty mild-mannered people when it comes to dealing with problems. We like to think that we keep ourselves in check when we have a situation come up and go, "Uh uh-oh. But internally, we can keep that there, and the first thing we do is try and start problem-solving that situation. And we have had countless amounts of those classic moments hit us this year already, as every teacher in the United States has had. That there's just stuff all the time. All the time. So... And every parent. Every parent. I don't... Well, I can't speak to that, but you're right. Every parent and every employer. Yes. Is... Has the... Has the episode or the um, interaction that allow... That wants you to say classic every day. Every day. Every day, classic. Every hour, dude. Every hour, Every classic. Minute. <laughs> it's just. So, what does classic mean? What's that mean? It's like you're wearing a blue blazer and khakis. Classic. That is classic. Classic. Uh, Mr. Peterson, my read broke. Classic. Classic. That's on the lower end of things. Uh, Mr. Peterson, um, my saxophone got run over by a car. I can't play today. <laughs> Mr. Peterson, can my tell, family. Can you tell Jack is kind of fired up today? <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like I'm like fired down. Like I just am like very monotone. That's how you know it's real. When I get like monotone and like not emotional, I'm just like, you're just like, oh, don't mess with me today. Um, Mr. Peterson, um, my family scheduled a cruise that's a month long. Um, I'm not going to be at school. In October. In October. Can you? I'll be back the day before state finals. <laughs> Can you give me the makeup work for that? Sure. Yeah. Play eight measures of music. That'll be good for a month. Send me the video. You're never getting that video for real, dude. No. Classic. So it ranges from minimal to maximum 
from just, the sublime to the ridiculous. And and Steve and I have just made it our, it's really our safety net that we just jump into as soon as that happens. We go classic. Yeah. Well. Or well, the other one is fascinating. That's a good one. Too. Fascinating. It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and that could be. Um, you know, it could just be, um, I have a dentist appointment again today. Or they come back from the dentist appointment and somebody's mouth is numb. That's the best and one. And have, you have a concert tomorrow, but I can't play but today. I can't play. Um, well, how would that be different than any of them? You're turning into jerk, uh, Darth Jack. Darth okay. Jack. Um, jerk Hinkle. Jerk Hinkle. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... Um, I would say the classic and the fascinating responses are brought on by things that happen through a school day or a work day or a parent day that are detours from where you want to go, but they're inevitable. It's a good way to put it. Detours from where you want to go, and they're inevitable. inevitable. You're going to church, you're... Um, you know, you're with two toddlers, right? And you get halfway to church and, you know, one of your sons doesn't have shoes. And it's like, because they ran to the car in their socks, but they have no shoes. Classic. Classic. Right? I do that to my dog, you know, like Oliver. I love him, but like he's eating soft food right now because he had tooth surgery a couple of weeks ago. So I never feed them soft food. Like, who'd want to feed their dog soft food? That stuff is like the devil. It smells awful. It's like these cruddy containers and they're sharp edges. And Oliver is just like addicted to that stuff. And I come home from band one night and the cans are all over the living room floor because he got out of the recycling. (laughs) And I I just come home. I'm like, dude, are you hungry or what? Is he wearing one of those cones now? No, he doesn't. I think he needs to, dude. He keeps getting himself in. He needs he needs a cone, but with a lid at the top. Just, like, shut his face out from everything. I was, I was at a friend's gathering yesterday, a backyard barbecue, like, end of the season barbecue. And the host family had their dog run around the backyard. And there were, like, toddlers at this party. And there was, like, brats and dogs and potato salad and chips everywhere. And this dog ate nothing. The dog just cruises like a shark and doesn't eat it. And my wife and I were both going like, how does this work? They're like, yeah, I don't know. The dog is not interested. Like my dog would have been after those toddlers and would have been like eight brats in, you know? Oh, the best owners have the best dogs. (laughs) I love my dog. I think I have a best dog, but he has a food addiction problem. So come home. There's dog food cans in the living room I'm like classic you know it's it's those uncomfortable de- it's those detours that you don't expect that get into your way of where you want to go and they're usually not huge ideas that are problematic but they're just enough annoyance to make you go classic or fascinating and that has become a pressure relief for us kind of put a humorous a funny twist on it funny twist on it for us also alleviates the kids going back to something you said last episode okay. um, 
not the nuclear warhead, the full object, the water gun. Mm-hmm. Same idea here. Because kids are going to make mistakes every day. Because if they didn't, we'd be out of a job. Yeah. And saying classic or saying fascinating eases the tension in the room. Because you have to remember, there's like three parties going on in a classroom, in a business, whatever. There's the student who's kind of at the epicenter of a problem. There's the teacher or the leader. And then there's everybody else in the room. Mm -hmm. Epicenter student makes mistake. Teacher blows up. Mm -hmm. Everybody else in the room is uncomfortable. And you're probably not going to get much done or have a very productive time from then on out. The other option is that if you pull out the classic, you pull out the fascinating, it simmers down a little bit. And if it's a situation that you need to circle back to, do it in private afterwards, right? So that in itself has been a really good tool for us in the past two years. And I wish I would have found out that one sooner or started doing that one sooner. Because yeah. it, does, it does make some just some things better and a little more a little little bit more light and not just so how could you forget a pencil right right because i mean you you get those emails um in the middle of the school year that's like copier is down right and then you hear teachers go well how am i going to get work done with the copier being down It's it's us, or like um, shortened bell schedule this week. Well, we got standards to hit. How are we going to teach these standards with three less minutes every day? Fire drill, fire drill. I got stuff to teach. Okay, you're a teacher. You know, like fire drills are on the calendar. Like we know that that's what's going on. You plan for that. And I'm not I'm not throwing any teachers under the bus. I'm just saying that this is like a common <laughs> example that like you can probably think of as, as your own analogy here. You throw in X, Y, or Z as detour and don't let it like totally bog you down. Right? Um hit us hit us with that John Wooden. Hit us with that John Wooden. No, it's not John Wooden. Wait, it's not John Wooden? Yes, it is. Lou Lou Holtz. John Wooden was the he was the Wait, 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 John. Who's John Wooden? Was he the shoe tire guy? That was his first yeah, thing? Was, yeah. He was the shoe tire guy. Yeah. Basketball UCLA, coach. UCLA won like 11 national championships. Probably cheated just for all those, those keeping track. But anyway, but okay, yeah, but an outstanding coach and was into the details and used to systematically teach his players how to tie, shoe, tie their shoes. Not because they didn't know how to, but it was the process of getting something exactly right. Basketball. Basketball. Lou Holtz. Oh, he's from Indiana, too. Was he the Hoosiers coach? No, he wasn't. But he started in Indiana, and there's John Wooden way down in Purdue, and I actually think he's from South Bend. Anyway, so he ended up in um, UCLA. Okay. Then, but who you're, were you wanting to talk about Lou Holtz? The three things? Yes. I don't think we've hit that in the podcast yet. Did we? Uh, Might have done the first one in the mention. Good reminder, though. So, the former football coach at Notre Dame, Lou Holtz. Kind of stuff talks with a list like that. He's still he's still on um, TV radio. He's elderly. He's kind of funny guy. He's still kicking. Yeah, he's kind of funny. He's kind of okay. spirited, and and he usually is kind of they set him up for some kind of funny thing. But Lou Holtz was uh, did win a national championship with Notre University of Notre Dame in 1988, <clears throat> and 
I remember watching some interview with him about during the course of the football season, he expects that three things are going to go wrong. Or, I'm not going to say very wrong, but there's going to be three substantial setbacks in each football season. Quarterback breaks his arm. Breaks his arm, right? Um, somebody gets busted for a discipline situation and is off the team. Um, and let's say um, flight gets delayed. Flight gets delayed. Yeah, I was going to say something like yeah, yeah flight, travel yeah, travel situation. problem like yep. that that makes the kids only get two hours of sleep, right? So he, in his mind, <clears throat> because of his experience, has come to expect in a football season that three major setbacks are going to happen. And it's probably his way of saying, like, classic, fascinating, like, wow, I never thought. Of what his, keeping his way, um, keeping himself in check. So it doesn't totally just, like, the idea of having, like, a perfect season or a perfect quarter or a perfect half year, that that that's kind of doesn't really exist. That our reaction to those setbacks, that's what's important, right? It's not the setback, it's the comeback, right? Ooh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there that's you go. good. Thank you. Um, I stole that. But because there's always going to be adversity, and some more than others, right? And then, so depending on your position in the organization you're in, the family, business, school, whatever, um, you can help others navigate through those challenging times or small detours. And we are kind of talking about a couple different things because we are talking about setbacks, like maybe team classroom setbacks. Um, so maybe like, um, this is um, 2023, four years ago, our band room, our music department was flooded. And when I mean flooded, I don't mean like a little water spill. Like that. <laughs> it's like, like you could go swimming. It was like our first seven rows of our performing arts center were underwater. Our stage panels were floating. And um, they shut down all the electricity. Like there was a flood. And then it went into the band room, went into the choir room, went into the I don't know, auditorium. auditorium. And we could not use those. And that was um, 12 hours before we came into band camp. So... Our facilities were literally underwater, and they were not used. Uh, we were not able to use them, and our normal storage, and our normal eating areas, and our normal rehearsal areas were not available. So we had to go to different parts of the school, and then the parts of the school that we're used to using were full of these big air tubes, these air handlers. Oh yeah! And there, it was kind of looked like ET was being evacuated, it like was, the, all these yeah. huge and the, all these work lights, like Stranger Things, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, all this like exposed concrete everywhere. And the freshmen are like, "This is what high school." This is what high school. What? It was like really bad. It was freaky. Um, and so that was an example of, of of a significant. That was a pretty significant setback. And that was 2019? Mm -hmm. Just for the record, we finished that band camp. Like, we figured it out, right? We did. We ended up using the intermediate school that was local for us, like yes, walkable did. as a rehearsal yes. space. We were outside a lot. In 2019, band camp was done, and we said, wow, at least 2020's band camp will be easier than this. Yep. 2020 was like, watch this. Watch this, yeah. Watch, watch what I got going around. So that... Yeah, that kind of set, set a string of, like, difficult circumstances. And, of course, COVID could be a whole nother one. 
to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. Skip that podcast. Um, But so it was the idea that um, we have this situation that it would um, hold a the band back because of all this diminished rehearsal space, and then it allows you to use um, creativity and organization and communication and motivation with your students or your team saying, okay, we, we still can control these things. We can't control the humidity level in the band room, but we can control our efforts and we can control our response and how we're approaching things. So that, that was a, a pretty big step back. Yeah. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. It wasn't like life. No, no one was in the building. It, it wasn't life threatening. Yeah. And, you know, it was stuff that could be replaced and it did get replaced and it's fine. But, you know, that was something to navigate um, and to help students kind of work through. So you're kind of hinting at this, too. But the other part of this whole thing with classic is that you're modeling for your students how you would like situations to be responded to. And I've talked to my kids about that. Like, I've literally told them about classic, like how I use it and how you use it. And I used it in the context of learning choreography. Go ahead. Um, In our marching band world, we have to learn how to dance. And we learn basic ballet. And we usually have some choreographers come in and teach our kids some dance moves. And they will apply those dance moves during the show, sometimes while they are not playing, sometimes while they are. And in the past, we used to kind of do one rehearsal would be three hours straight of choreography. So I told my kids, I like brought them in and I said, just so you know, like this is how it's going to go. You're going to get told, do this, this and this at these counts. You're going to be confused. You're going to have questions. It's not going to go well the first time you try it. Be prepared for that. And just do this. Classic. And try again. You know that's how it's going to go. So don't let that get in the way of you getting better. Try it again. Just try it again. And when it doesn't go well, breathe in. Breathe out. Try it again. But don't get worked up. Well, what? I thought this was here. What's going on? No, just try it again. Try it again. And... I think it got better and the kids kind of got better about like self-regulating and just kind of letting the frustration stay at bay and focus on themselves and just try and take as much information as they could and apply it and get better. But I mean, that's like a a small instance of frustration. And usually like the classic idea can be more about around like logistical things, not necessarily performance stuff all the time, but like logistical Um, showing up late to something, forgetting a piece of your equipment, whatever. Um, so I think that's a valuable thing for the kids to learn how to approach those moments of classic with being proactive or, or trying to react to it in the moment and trying to fix rather than to let the frustration seep in. So like you said, you were you allowed yourself to be a model and then not only be a model, but then also include your kids in that process and saying, notice, like I say this, this is what I'm doing, but kind of a, I invite you to be a part of this. Yes. And then because you have questions as a 
quote unquote dancer, like how to do things, when to do things, and you'll you'll biff on things and do it wrong or misteach it. Shocking me dancing, right, right, right. missing stuff. Yeah. Oh, we touch our toe on seven. I thought it was eight, and then we come back to full band. It is eight. Sorry, band, go back. You know, trumpets look to you like a classic. Right. Yeah. But, right, right, but at right. least have that sense, and also that kind of brings into a level of humility. What a great skill to teach. Right. Um, so if you're you're displaying that as a teacher, as a leader, but then also you're saying that as a student, as a follower, or as a leader, as a student, but you're saying classic, it's that's that's a that's a good way to approach things. It's a great way to approach things. And um, I go, going back to that point you made earlier, that you talked about the three groups in the class when a, there's some kind of conflict, like the, the teacher is approaching the student that, um, I think that's, I don't know what they're talking about. Student has some concern in class and the teacher is putting it out instead of just kind of having an air of like classic, like that happened. You know, it turns into like a, a, a tense moment and then the people around them get involved in that tension, right? So this is kind of like the, the response to that. Like that's even like a higher level of thinking or teaching is to bring the others into that. Yes. And not just say, um, you know, it's not that it's not negative, but this is how we turn this into a positive. Yeah, makes me think of. Um, probably most of society just needs to learn how to say classic. Right. Preach it. I, or learn how to take a breath yep. because if when you drive to work you have a similar drive to mine you know between 12 and 15 minutes and you know you go on county roads and city roads and I, me too and that you leave at the same time every day and you pretty much get to school at the same time but it's not always the same time because things happen and thank god they're not like super painful things or dangerous things but there might be a tractor in front of you there might be where you live an Amish buggy. I mean, in this part of this state. That'll right? happen. It's true. Or it could be someone's car is stalled or somebody is tailing you. Do you ever get stuck behind a bus? Behind a bus. bus. And obviously, you yeah. you know, you got to stay in your lane. And, and that is such a moment for a classic. And road rage or just the idea, it's, just not, it's not even the road rage, but it's just the idea that you get so intense about things that are out of your control you know I might be speaking out of place here but if you're getting worked up that much you gotta check yourself and you gotta you take wreck yourself you gotta take breaths at other points in your life too if that's right right you just gotta take a breath because that's not that's not worthy of blowing a gasket on I think there's very little that's worthy about blowing a gasket on. That's true. I think there's very Unless little. Unless you have low blood sugar and low sleep. And you just got to stay away. Um, you know, here's the other thing I was thinking about this too, is that we have to be minimizing the classic moments for our kids and for ourselves. I think that's part of our job, is foreseeing the future and minimizing those instances where students blow stuff up or do we blow stuff up as teachers um, we have at our school and I would imagine most schools have like a teacher effectiveness rubric right that 
rates us as, as how we are as teachers. And I think in one of the like um, highest categories, the best category you can be, it says that teachers foresee problems in learning and minimize mistakes mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we do that, I mean, obviously we try and do that with our teaching and we, we know where kids are gonna um, trip up in our lesson plans and we kind of plan for that and we teach them how to get around it. And I'm talking about skills, you know, in music or science or whatever. But I think we need to apply that if we're like really good teachers or good leaders, we need to apply that to everything that they do when it comes to our class and comes to school and then it comes to their job or life or whatever. We're always trying to do that. For example, um, you and I travel with students and I know you and I always have a checklist for ourselves and for our kids and we usually share that with the kids and we make sure that everything's checked off before they get on the bus and even sometimes we've done that and with yeah. the, they still don't have it so now we we make them show us right. that they have <clears throat> everything right so it's just as as many of those problems as you can foresee and if you can take care of them initially I think that'll work I'm, I, glad, I'm glad you said that it's not just accepting endlessly the classic and the fascinating but it's also being helping um, to to help students learn those behaviors to eliminate them yes or at least cut down yes and I I'll tell my kids I mean I kind of like am mildly sarcastic about it and I said sorry I'm high maintenance like I'll say that to him but I'm like I do need you to show me this like show me that you have your music in your folder show me you have your pencil because we can't we can't function well unless a hundred percent of you are doing this and they might get like maybe mildly annoyed, but I think that they understand the why behind it, that they, they hang through with it. And we're smart enough as teachers, as leaders, that we know that that stuff's gonna happen and we're, we are smart enough to know how to stop that from happening. I call it the mom arm, right? And you do use that. Yeah, Jack uses that, the mom arm. So if you're coming up hot on the stop sign and you gotta slam on the brakes, your mom puts your arm out in front right. of you when you're riding shotgun, right. even though you're wearing a seatbelt, right. right? But the mom just has to do that. It's kind of like just like natural and like Instinct. you can't stop yourself. Instinct. And I use that in the classroom metaphorically yeah, like when that. I can't, like I, good I need to help you. Like I need to stop, stop. Stay with me. Like watch out, watch out for this mom arm. And, you know, like we were like in music theory today, like an example of that we're building scales. And one of the rules of building a major scale is you can't make sharps and flats. So we come, we're getting through D, going music centric here, sorry folks. Going through like D major scale, third note's F sharp. Okay, we're coming up on the seventh note, it's a black key. Is it gonna be C sharp or D flat? Mom arm, C sharp or D flat, we've already earned sharp, so it's gonna be C sharp. Okay, good, good, mom arm. I'll use the mom arm when it comes to logistics stuff too, like, okay. Trumpets, we got cases. We got our cases on the bus. Okay, show me the mute box. Where's the mute box? Okay, do we have five plunger mutes in there? Okay, we okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, good, good. Okay, electronics, you got your patch cables. You, show me your patch cables. Okay, good, go on the bus. Right, because you don't want to get into a situation where you arrive somewhere and you don't have equipment, and then that takes away from the performance of the ensemble. 
that it's not just like, oh, I forgot my pencil in a band class where I can go get one, but it's you're holding back because you forgot something, right? And it, it makes me think of a, um, a, a band story that happened here at Concord. It was not a Concord band, but we were hosting a concert, organizational concert event. And I'm sure I told you this, because I'm sure I tell the band this, that <clears throat> there was a band, a local band, that showed up that um, the band director confided in me as they were ready to go out on stage. They Ooh. had like six or eight, <laughs> six trumpets? It's a buzzer beater. Six trumpets. None yeah. of the trumpets brought, his, brought their music. And my reaction was like, well, you have the originals with you because we copy, you know, you copy the music for the students. And then Jack and I always carry the originals with us you got a mom arm and kids man right <laughs> and so he had six trumpets getting ready to go out and to play a concert and they had no music and wow. I was like wow that is more than puzzling or fascinating that is tragic so yeah usually it's the trombones right it was the trombones <laughs> right so that trumpets were just making it up anyway so they <laughs> yeah they, right, even they didn't need it they didn't need the music but uh. um and so, and so you got to wonder what that band director, how he approached that with the kids, right? So what did he say to you? He did not, as I remember, he was a pretty um, laid back person and he didn't seem like super upset about that. Fascinating. But yeah, you want, you want to eliminate those moments, but also know that you can't eliminate them all. And so there's just going to be moments where you just go classic. And I think that's so good going back to what you said, that we go back and we allow the students, allow our team to hear us and um, talk. We get to talk to them about that and how that feels for us as their leader. And like, we're able to say that. Because the perfect scenario after the music was forgotten is that there is some kid that's saying like that's going up to that director and saying hey I forgot my music however I have a solution I think will, will work I have a picture on my phone right. I'll share it to my school device I'll put my Chromebook on my music stand it might look janky but I'm reading, the music, I'm reading the music right. and that would be like a really cool response to get from like a 15 year old I would say that's probably like a typical that'd be like a good response to receive from a, a, an adult but the, the hope is that we can start teaching our kids how to problem solve with those kinds of things and I think we've done we've done this together like okay here's another one I had a kid in my adult roles class today we're working on cover letters and we're just working on like in like an introduction paragraph and everyone's got their iPads out and this kid didn't and he's, I just went over there and I said, hey, you got your iPad? And he goes, no, it's dead. I said, great, you have, a char or, you have a charger? No, I don't. And I said, okay, let's ask someone for a charger. And then he goes, wait, I actually don't have my iPad. And I said, okay, let's back this up. You don't have nothing. You don't have an advice. Okay. What could you do? Like, how could we fix this so you can still write part of your cover letter? He goes, wait till I get home and do it there? I said, we can do one better. How about you type it out on your phone 
and then submit it through Teams. She goes, okay, I can do that. So <laughs> again, I didn't bring out the nuclear warhead. Like, what are you doing here? Doing like he doesn't know it. Like that's fine. Like that's what I'm here for is to like Good learning for you. process. So you did that today. Yeah, and and kids don't always think like that. They're not always thinking ahead, and they might stop at the I don't have this, so I can't do it. And it wasn't like um, villainous. Like he was just he was thinking he didn't have it, so he'd do it later. Like he was already kind of thinking ahead. Like good for him. But I said let's let's problem solve this one step further so we could do it now. And I think that's a big part of our job as teachers is, is teaching kids when they hit those classic moments, maybe you don't even have to say classic. Maybe you can already be a step ahead solving the problem for yourself. We kind of get that going in our classes in certain routines that we have. Kids forget their music, but we have our cubby. Kids don't even have to tell us if they forgot to bring their folder because they can just go get the music out of the cubby for the day. That's not a great solution because they right. can't see but what they wrote in it. at least they can it. participate. And they don't have to take our time away from doing the administrative tasks or teaching tasks we have to do that they can just set up and go. Which that's, I mean, that's like a big part of, of teaching high school, I think, is teaching kids to be problem solving and teach them how to see the problem before it arises and if it does arise, how do we solve it? Well, that's kind of a that's kind of a um, the hope of education. We're teaching our students how to be thinkers and and problem solvers, and then yeah, that that's a wonderful example of the of the okay. I don't have a charger. Well, actually, I don't have a device. I do have my phone. I may write it on my phone, and just. It may be part of that too. Is come comes back from the um, I don't know the student that you're talking about, but maybe the student was like um, worried about. You know, he probably doesn't think that you throw out throw out nuclear warheads, but in some classes you might get there, nuked, you yeah. might get nuked by a teacher. Like, how could you forget your device? How could it be not charged? How dare you be a teenager? You know, um, how <laughs> dare you be? Well, me. Like, I'm showing my, I'm I'm showing my um, cast in. AP Music Theory, in five minutes in the class, low battery. Classic. Yep. And yeah. I'm, you know, so I'm that guy, you know. Sure. So I'm running Happen, up to my yeah. office, getting my charger, and. Oh, that's what you're doing when you came up during prep today? Yeah. Gotcha. Got my charger. Okay. And because I had to take it to piano, and I had to do things differently, but those things happened. So maybe that student was worried because they were going to get, like, blown up. But then also... Um, then they get to see they are enlightened to another view through Jack Hinkle like oh it's really not that big of a deal I can problem solve this right this is how this teacher rolls I got this because don't we want our kids to do that later in life right and and I hope that eventually when they're in that position working with someone else because right. they will be they're, they're going to have a job someday where they're training somebody inevitably that happens to all of us that they're starting to see that modeling early on is, oh, let's take this moment as a opportunity to figure this out together. And let me show you what I can expect of you so that next time if this happens, you're good on your own. And if this happens in a different scenario, you're at a soccer practice <clears throat> and you forgot something or you don't have something prepared, you can try and problem solve that on your own before you go. I think that's big. I think that's a that's a huge 
win for the kids and sharing that process with them. So, so I hope it's clear that when we are saying this classic thing, like oh, classic, we're not opting out of a problem. And we're not telling the students that they are opted out of any sort of repercussion. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a collaboration between us and the student to try and figure something out most of the time. And it's also having a response, but a response that's not sarcastic, but it, it is light. Sarcasm is not light, but that, but it is a little bit of humor and kind of helping deflate the situation a little bit in case that student is expecting like a strong response. And then, then hopefully the next step would be problem solving. And if you do throw out a nuke, and you don't throw out the classic, you throw out a nuke at the kid. What does that teach the kid? It teaches him to hide the problem from you. Right. And I think that's more about the, the nuker than the nuke Agreed. But you wonder, like you think about kids that get totally nuked in a class, whether it's like forgetting a device, not charged device, not turning in homework, that you're training those kids to hide their problems from the teacher. And I mean, you could, I think a good example of that is, is band. And I, I don't think we do this, but what if we said to our kids, you don't have your music, what are you doing? You're a horrible student, how dare you? Make sure you have it tomorrow. If they don't come with it tomorrow, what are they doing on that? They're faking. They're gonna fake that whole rehearsal and just pretend that they have music in front of them. They're gonna fake that they're writing in something with their pencil. You've seen that before. Kids just put their finger on their stand and act like right. they're writing. Although now we think they're just texting in the day of a touchscreen. But they fake writing something in with a pencil because they're afraid we're gonna nuke them. And we're training that to them. That's our fault that we're training them to do that. Whereas if we're training them to problem solve, they're they're like doing the they're walking into class and they're like, oh no, I don't have a pencil. They're gonna go to a friend, they're going to go to a locker, to a, yep. a couple pencils, can, yeah. trash can, and dig, and find that, right, find that half pencil that's snapped in half, but the pointy end is still working. Right. Put it on their stand. And and that's why we do pencil checks. We don't do pencil checks to give the kids a grade cut for the not having a pencil. We do the pencil checks so we can make sure every kid can be successful that day when we need to write something in. Right. right. And there needs, um, there needs to be a sense of um, I'm stuttering a little bit a, a sense of okayness if like you forget your pencil like because I've shown up to church like I normally play with an iPad and I've pulled it I rolled up and be like I don't have my iPad and that's where I keep my secrets and so then I have to write it read it on my phone and that is oh, painful. That is not I'm like, good for you. I dislike it. Pulling out the readers. Oh my gosh! You know, like, what but is that? it. See, <laughs> oh my gosh! It just my happens. Head? You know, it it happens. Um, it may. <laughs> I have a, okay, I have another story for you. Can I? Hit us! Okay. Hit this, us! This is not. It's this was like a long time ago, but there was a bass player. I had his name. I'm not gonna tell you his name. His name was Frankie, but. Frankie's not his name? No, Miles used Frankie, but very, very kind person. He played upright bass at the top jazz band. Very good. It was a very good band that year. And um, we were doing something, and I was working with the rhythm section. I said, Frankie, 
I said, hey, okay, stop rhythm section. Make sure you mark this in your music. And Frankie didn't move. <laughs> and Classic. I was like, and I was like uh, hey, you writing this in your music? And he's like, and, and he did the thing that you were talking about where he put his hand up and he acted like he was writing. But I could tell something was up, you know? So this is like in the middle of rehearsal. So I said, okay, you did you write that in? I said, did you write that in? He goes, yep. And I said, do you have a pencil? And he goes, yep. And I said, are you sure? Did you write that in? He goes, yep. And I go, can I see your music? And he goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, can you show me your paper? And he goes, nope. He had no music on his stand. So <laughs> we were like well into that rehearsal. And he was a good enough bass player where he could just kind of make it work. But that kind of became like a cultish story with some of the kids in that band were like, you got a pencil? Yep. You got your music? Yep. Did you write it in? Yep. Can I see your music? Nope. Right? Just kind of like saving face. And for the, I don't know why that was so funny, but it was funny because he didn't want me to see it. The kid was like not in trouble. I don't know. He was not in trouble. It wasn't a big deal, but it was just kind of funny. That No. Okay. I think it's funny for other reasons too, but um, in the world of teaching, we have... Um, an expectation as teachers to use what we call checks for understanding <laughs> and that is I mean it is what it sounds like is that you just check to make sure the kids understand here's a bad example of checking for understanding okay. do you understand that <laughs> yep great moving on the kid showed you nothing the kid demonstrated no form of mastery yeah. so that that's okay solve for x da 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 does that make sense? Yep, great. You learned it. You can't you can't do that. So you have to see them doing that. So it's it's kind of sad some maybe not sad, but it's our reality yeah. that our checks for understanding have to go into that sense of do you have your pencil? Okay, show me. <laughs> show me. Low, I don't low trust hanging you. fruit. Right, low right. Hanging fruit, right. But that's that's how that's how you do it and and apparently sometimes with our friends like Frankie yeah. We literally need to see it, and we cannot take your word for it. Right. Right. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good that, one. That makes me laugh. I, I'm going to use that. Um, I'm going to bring the students in. I'm going to. I'm going to do that tonight, Jack. I'm going to teach them classic. Cla you are going to teach them classic tonight. Yeah, because we have some. We have rehearsal in about another 45 minutes, and we have. We're going to start full, and then we're going to split. And I think when we split into smaller groups, my group's going to be doing some body movement, some choreography. And I need to help them. Um, I've, of, I've often done, like when we teach choreo, like no, no, sometimes I do like no question Thursday or no question oh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Like yeah, you're not yeah. allowed to ask a question. No, don't, because we don't know. Because we don't know the <laughs> answers. But just like watch us or watch the yes, teacher who's teaching yes. this choreo. Just model their body like match what they're oh, doing dude yes and, and don't ask any questions and not until we kind of get a half hour into it and then you kind of have like the gross mo motor movements yes uh, this, just watch just watch um do so that. i'm thinking i'm thinking about that about maybe doing a huddle tonight i'll do that and saying okay we're gonna have you do some things we we have this structure of how we're gonna do this the exact details there's some reasons that we can't do everything tonight um, lifetime, but just to say, just be okay with not knowing. And yes. Just do the best you can, modeling what we're doing, and then later on we'll ask questions. 
part of the marching band mo is that when you give kids moves you're usually very specific like if you have to take a pose you say your big toe and your right foot's pointing toward the sideline like it's that detailed and we have kids who are like very type a forward thinkers that want to know where their big toast pointing every second of the show and Steve Peterson and Jack Hinkle trying to teach choreography if our big toes still attached to our body we're in good shape you know what I mean and so I literally we did that same thing because I just taught choreo today and I finished like a 12 count teaching and like seven hands shot up and I said no <laughs> no watch dude I went Kevin from the office few word do trick I said watch me I did it watch again do watch do I literally said watch and do to the kids today I just don't want to I just don't want to deal with the and it's not them it's just get rid of all the noise get rid of all the fluff just well, get the, down to the it collection of many people together unsure and then verbalizing that then it becomes this agitated kind of sense yes anxious and I I told the kids today to don't be surprised when it's bad the first time just do it again don't be surprised don't let it phase you it's going to be bad the first time always will be and then it's going to get better and better and you don't need me to teach you in between watch do watch do it's all it's got to be all it's got to be i told the kids at the beginning of that too i said we're in the boat together today and i wasn't going like speedboat cruise ship analogy i just it was like there are days where we're dragging like we're we're taking you and we're telling you where to go but like no, today we're all in the vehicle together going because it was new material it's new you. material for me right and it's new material for them and that's different than having uh something in your music theory class where you teach it every year every year and, and I've you done know it and you years. have your system and now you're teaching yeah this is your captain speaking here's right. where no i was like okay you got two wars okay let's <laughs> see where this goes don't drink the water stop drinking stop, the water stop no get back in the boat all hands in the vehicle at all times kids come on come on yeah, that's what we did today. Okay. That's inspiring. I'm going to do that, too. See? I just learned something. And I got your pencil? Yep. That's yep. going to be my new thing. Yep. I like that. Can that's I good. see your music? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> well, it's time to go eat. Breedable again. What do you got? Breedable. Well, you did curry, Curry right? chicken with black beans. You're going to eat the same thing for dinner you did I for lunch? I have a second, second one. Oh, I have a, I forgot. I have a plum and a cabinet in the workroom i have to remember to get it you keep it in the cabinet yeah that's true I, I keep it in a dark place i don't want cold fruit i'm not into cold fruit fair enough room fair temperature enough. is the way to go for me i'm that guy okay everybody it's that time please follow us on apple podcast please follow us on spotify you don't even have to listen to it just press follow but if you're cool you'll listen because i don't know why not you're already here I, I would just love to talk to people that listen to it. I, I've talked to a few people, but I'd like to get some feedback. That's true. Yeah, we've gotten some DMs on the Instagram page from, from time to time mm -hmm. of our listeners. So, yeah, sh shoot us a DM. We're all about that. Follow us on Instagram at chops underscore podcast. Follow us on TikTok at chops underscore podcast. Rate and review the show so we can keep doing this because we're having a good time. We're, we're going to um, just a little um, primer here. We are going to have um, some guests coming up and Ooh. one one guest has been solidified oh good that's yeah. good to hear and um one has not been yet but i'm i have some work to do so 
two more guests on the two more guests. Podcast. That will be through the fall season. Good. That is good. All right. And we are we are our next two guests are not going to be music educators. We decided we need to uh, walk our talk here. Yes. So we are branching out. So we are going to sign off on today's episode. Thanks for being with us. It's been our pleasure to host you in practice room number one upstairs. So on behalf of Steve Peterson and Jack Hinkle, we're out of here. See ya. Thank you.